Tuning you now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Wednesday, October 25th, the Wednesday edition of The Daily Show. You have me today. Brandon is away. He is on Capitol Hill uh, working with some policymakers, trying to make things better for our um, our industry right now. So we're cheering him on and wishing him luck, and hopefully he'll come back with some good news. Um, anyway, but I've got some special things planned and up my sleeve for today, some special effects, lots of pictures and videos. So I hope you're catching this on YouTube so that you don't miss out. Anyhow, um, I had a really unpleasant experience the other day. I woke up to this. Um, and I don't know if, if you're in the northern states, I guess, or in Canada right now, most people are waking up to this. Um, we had a foot of snow overnight, which was nuts. Um, completely you know, not normal for this time of year. Usually we'll get maybe a skiff or two around Halloween. So a week from now, and then we don't really start to see snow fall until about, mm, I'd say about the middle of November. So any case, um, I'm feeling a little sad about this. I wasn't ready. I've gotten the snow tires on the car, but honestly, it's just always a shock to the system when it comes. Um, but you know what? There's not much you can do when Mother Nature comes. You just kind of have to have fun with it and go with it. Kind of like our friends in Norway. So I caught this the other day and I thought it was super interesting. Um, yep, that's right. You, you're looking at this right. That is a blow up inflatable raft that looks like it's been wrapped with some sort of um, a plastic sheet around it. And there's people in their snowsuits and helmets on, of course, and they're in this raft. Now, what they're doing is they have built these uh, snow channels in Norway down the side of mountains and hills where these rafts kind of go on these little rides um, and people just kind of enjoy it like they're kind of on a roller coaster so I, I just thought this would be super fun to show you guys so bear with me here and I am going to start share, sharing my screen and I'm going to show you what this little ride looks like now okay here we are uh, this is super fun. And, you know, I have to give uh, props to those guys in Norway because they have done a great job of making the snow fun. Okay. All righty. Here we go. Check this out. So, we'll see people sitting in one of these going down a hill with snow on the side. We got to get to the very end. So it looks like they're going pretty quick actually down that hill. Um, I'm not sure they didn't share with us the, the speed of the attraction or um, if it's actually an attraction, um, but it looks like a lot of fun, but they almost go over the side at the end. So um, I hope that they're signing waivers and everybody stays safe and nobody gets hurt in this attraction, but seriously way to go Norway, uh, making snow fun and uh, all that good stuff. Awesome. Oh, oh, I have special effects for you. So, hey, cheers. <laughs> All right. Um, well, enough about the fun stuff. Let's talk about the weird and the awkward for a minute. Mm, more sound effects for you. Um, there is this super cool immersive experience that delves into the mind of Tim Burton. It's called Tim Burton's Labyrinth, and it's just opening up in Brussels. Now, this exhibition is more what they 
refer to as a maze because it invites you to get lost in it and create your own path and your own adventure through a series of doors and rooms that the maze is built on. So what happens is you go into the first door, you enter in, and in the room, it contains a bunch of original works from all the different movies that he's created. Um, you know what they are. Um, and all the works within these rooms are original pieces that he's never shown to the public before. So everything is all new. So you get to go in, enjoy the pieces of art, uh, the different things that are happening in the room. Um, and then you get to open up another door. So there'll be multiple doors exiting out of that room. And whatever door you exit out of, you go into another room where you get to have another Tim Burton experience, another movie, some other original pieces of art and work that you've never seen before. Um, and the path just keeps on moving forward. Now, the one thing that's kind of sad about this is that you can't go back. So if you go through that door, you can't go back into the room you originally came from and go through one of the other doors that you didn't go through originally. So that's the only sad part about it. Um, the the attraction is apparently um, about 45 minutes to get through. You'll go through about 15 rooms along your journey. Inside each room, they say there's life-size characters, different sets, costumes, text message, video clips, animations, um, and pictures of all of Tim's famous movies. Uh, they use movies such as Beetlejuice, Edward Scissor's Hands, Mr. Jack's Christmas, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Wednesday, just to name a few. There's a whole bunch more. Now, I've got a really fun little video that I want to show you guys so that you can experience yourself. So bear with me as I just load this up. Okay, here we go. I'll turn on the sound. So you can see people picking doors, Tim Burton there. Walking into the set, super cool. Lots of different artwork, lots of different pieces. There we go. How cool is that? Now, um, it, this is going to be quite the spectacle. They have, again, they've done a great job of setting this all up. At the end of the show, at the end of your walk through the labyrinth of doors, there's a beautiful store set up where you can get discounts on merchandise with your tickets um, and pick up some really cool stuff that's never been shown to anybody before. Now, um, just because you don't get to go through every door doesn't mean you can't you know, summon up the unexpected. You could always go Beetlejuice, 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 and you never knew who's going to pop out on stage, <laughs> right? And who doesn't love a good old Beetlejuice joke? Um, alrighty. Thanks, Beetlejuice. Super creepy, dude. Super creepy. Um, moving right along here. And, and speaking of creepy things or things that are creeping up, now, this might be a bit of a controversial topic, so I hope I don't offend anybody in having this conversation, but I feel like this conversation needs to be had, and I would really love to get some feedback and your opinions on it. But I'm really curious to know, what is going on with tipping lately? Like, when I grew up, and okay, I am Generation X, so I'm going to be honest, so, you know, we're, we're the ones that are totally not sensitive. <laughs> you know, we were left alone to raise ourselves through the years, and so maybe I just have a different opinion on this, so set me straight, please. But when I grew up, you received a tip when you did a job really, really well. So you went to work, you did your job, you were paid to do your job, mind you, um, and then if you gave exceptional service, somebody would reach out and say, hey, that was a really great job that you did today, so here's a tip. And so you always strive to provide exceptional 
professional service because you wanted to earn a little bit more money. So you're always doing that little extra to wow the guests, to make their visit a little bit more special and kind of figuring that out. Whether you were trained on the job to do that or not, that was kind of always what you were doing because you wanted that extra cash in your pocket. But it feels to me that tipping recently has kind of become more of an automatic thing that we have to do. Now, I know we went through this period during the pandemic where we were trying to support people in jobs that required tips to survive. And and I understand that and I do get that. Um, But the pandemic is somewhat over or mostly over for the big part of it. And we've kind of gotten back into real life. And it feels to me all of a sudden now tipping has kind of gotten out of control. Sometimes I'll go to a restaurant and I'll be handed over the credit card machine. And you know how they used to ask for a 10% tip? Well, now it's coming up 25, 30, 35%, which feels outrageous to me. And, and not only that, the fact is that the server that, uh, provided the service or the restaurant that I went to just wasn't that outstanding and that great that they didn't deserve an extra tip. They didn't wow me. They didn't make me feel special. They just kind of did their job. So I guess I'm just kind of confused. Um, I don't don't really know what tip to leave anymore. (laughs) Um, It it feels like a 25% or a 35% just feels too high for a basic level of service. And I frankly don't know if somebody's livelihood is on the line when I'm going out to a restaurant. So that would be really good to know. And I'm just really not sure how to handle this. So I'm curious to know and get your feedback on this. And then the other scenarios that I'm running into lately, and I wonder if you guys have seen this as well, is that tipping where it really shouldn't occur. So the other day I was at my doctor's office and in Canada, our healthcare is paid for and we have insurance plans that pretty much cover everything unless you want something that's maybe a little bit different. Um, or it's not covered under the insurance for whatever reason. Um, and so I was at my doctor's office and I needed to have some cosmetic surgery done and I could have had it done under healthcare, but the manner in which I wanted to have the procedure done wasn't covered, but I decided for myself that it was a better way to go. And so I was going to pay for it. So I paid for it at the doctor's office, but when I was handed the credit card machine, it was asking for a 25, 35, 40% tip, which I I really couldn't understand. So it was uh, nurses and doctors, um, in a clinic that was not private. It was covered by Alberta healthcare, wanting a tip on a service that they were charging, even though I was paying for the service, which I found really odd. And then another example that I read recently, which again, I'm scratching my head about is self-service machines, self-checkout machines are now asking for tips. So, you know, when you buy your groceries or you go and check yourself out where you're eliminating that step of actually uh, utilizing a human or an individual to do it for you, you do it yourself. They're popping up now saying, Hey, would you like to give a 10%, 15, 20% tip? Now I could see if it's a donation to a cause, I get that. Sure. That seems like a great way to get somebody's attention or to even upsell a product within your facility, but just a tip, Do I get the tip back because I checked myself out? Where's that tip going? It's just not making a lot of sense to me these days. And I guess I'm not really complaining about it. I'm just saying I'm confused and I don't know really what the right thing to do is. It would be great if we could get some clarity on what's going on, maybe some standardization around tips um, so that we can go out there and we can be fair and we can be generous without feeling that we're being gouged. Anyway, those are my thoughts. (laughs) Curious to know what you guys are thinking. Um, anyway, let's move on to something else that's kind of a little spooky. Okay. So I brought a picture up here. Um, 
And this is a picture of the new Haunted Mansion bar that they are putting into the new Disney cruise ship, the Treasure, which is going to be making its first sale December 2024. This is going to be their fifth ship, if you can believe it. Um, they just announced that this bar, the Haunted Mansion, is going to be taking the place of the Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge on this ship. Um, Imagineer Ken Anderson his original concept for Haunted Mansion was to make it the ghostly home of a sea captain who had killed his bride before hanging himself. Ooh, so spooky. <laughs> the bar includes a ghostly ship portrait in the gallery, as well as a grave for the captain. Captain Pepper Klein is his name. Um, this looks so cool. I'm not a super big fan of ships and sailing. However, this might change my mind. You might be able to twist my arm and get me to go on board one of these Disney ships if they keep on putting cool stuff like this in it. Now, um, I got a hold of the drink menu. Apparently, they're going to be doing some really cool stuff. So they have a margarita that's topped with a lemon salty foam and a message that can only be seen when black light is shine shone over top of it, um, which sounds super cool. Um, as well, they announced two different mocktails that they're going to be creating. One's called Ghoulish Delight, and it's kind of a fudge, oat milk, tapioca, pearls in a purple concoction garnished with a gummy ball eye and glitter, which sounds completely delicious and wonderful. Um, or the other one is called Sympathetic Libation, which is blood orange and sour cherry flavors served in a specialty mug, which, you know what, again, if you're on a cruise, you have time to try it all. <laughs> so I would try them all. Um, they're also going to be... Um, showing off and selling some wonderful merchandise um, within the Parlor Mansion uh, bar, which is going to have a music box. Um, the music box belonged to the captain's bride-to-be, and it only opens in the presence of malevolent spirits. Hmm, I wonder what that means. Um, there will be a copy of the mantle clock that strikes 13 over the parlor's fireplace, which sounds really cool, um, and a sculpted mug. Um, as well. And then finally, a mirror that reveals the hitchhiking ghosts, which, oh my gosh, who doesn't want a mirror that they could hang up in their house with the hitchhiking ghosts as you walk by? It sounds really cool. Um, and uh, you know what? It reminds me, um, if you guys haven't gone and seen the series, the Disney series behind the attraction, episode two, um, it's the one that dives deep into the history of the original Haunted Mansion. It's absolutely a must-see. There's so much background knowledge that you get out of that and things that you, you just wouldn't have known otherwise. It's a really, really cool story. So make sure you guys go check that out. Um, all right. And finally, for you guys today, let's get this picture off the screen. Okay. Here we have paint splatter, an immersive experience where you get to splatter paint everywhere. It's a 40-minute experience. When you go in, they provide you with a full bodysuit cover, booties, and little goggles you can see on this girl on the screen here, um, and pints of non-toxic paint that washes out really easily. Now, as I understand, you walk into a room which acts as a blank canvas, and they have all these different painting things on the sides. Um, now, they also set up boxes in and around the room so that when the paint is splattering everywhere, some of these boxes are catching the paint, and then you get to take the boxes home. Um, and as I understand it, they are also doing, um, something with pumpkins right now. So they set some pumpkins out. Maybe if you need to decorate your pumpkin for Halloween, this is a great way to do it. Um, but you get to splatter things around the room, do snow angels, throw basketballs, do a whole bunch of things. Now I'm going to play a little video of this and I really would love to see and get your feedback on this. What do you, what do you guys think about this? So 
you can see this big wop of green paint coming and just climbing over the top of her. And we have a couple more people here, just happily standing, ready to get slimed. Oh, this is like a lot of paint that's getting blown up. Oh, and this <laughs> oh, and then we have a group of friends getting slimed. So I don't know if someone from their team does the sliming, a girl doing a snow angel, um, or if we have other people there, cartwheels, throwing basketballs and volleyballs around in the room. All right. I think you got the picture. So the whole idea is you get to go in this room, you get gallons and paint um, that you get to just destroy this room, make a mess, slap it on each other, throw it away. Um, I think that they have um, paint guns um, or water guns that they fill up with this paint. And you get to shoot each other. Um my fear of something like this is, holy moly, how dirty am I going to get? <laughs> Are my clothes going to get ruined? But apparently they say that, yes, you might get dirty, so wear clothes that aren't super important to you, but all the paint will wash out in the washing machine and um, nothing should get ruined because it's non-toxic and uh, water um, soluble. So there you go. Um, my other question is, is are they going to give me enough paint to actually make the experience enjoyable and fun? Because I'm telling you in a 40 minute time frame, I'm sure I could throw a heck of a lot of paint and get a lot of joy out of that. Um, if I had a blank canvas and enough paint and enough colors to, uh, really have a good time. Uh, and then lastly, I wonder if they offer showers at the end. <laughs> <laughs> or cell phone covers so that you can take your cell phone cover in um, and catch everything that is going on and uh, be able to share it on Instagram with all your friends. Anyway, um, that's the end of the show. Yay. <laughs> or no, boo, maybe it should be instead. Um, well, thanks for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed some of the special effects. Um, we'll have to start introducing some more fun things like that. Um, have a happy hump day. Um, you're off to the races. It's almost over. And um, we'll see you tomorrow on The Daily Show. Take care, everyone.